Hey guys, I'm Raul Coley and I am Arthur Vader, a weird terrier apparently. My name is Ayanna White, I'm a writer for iZombie. Hi, I'm Molly Hagan, I play Liv's mom on iZombie. And you're listening to the iZombie podcast. Is that really how you're going to sit? Can't you sit up? Sit up? Sit up? You're listening to a season one episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. We're a fan podcast dedicated to the hit CW show, iZombie. The season one episodes begin and end abruptly, so we hope you'll forgive us. In this week's episode, we talk about the pilots. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, more than I thought I would. It lived up to my, it exceeded my expectations. And I really feel like it everybody enjoyed it i think it's gonna be a a, a big hit for CW. it should be yeah smart zombies sort of like that like zombies you know because we all watch the walking dead and all that and it's like okay dumb zombies that are slow cool <laughs> and the show's not really about the zombies in those particular cases you know it's more about the survivors of the zombie apocalypse so no this one is about it's not a zombie apocalypse it's the normal regular world yeah. and there's just a zombie living in it <laughs> so it's like completely the opposite which i kind of like or zombies we'll see um I hope so <laughs> Uh, yeah, as for me, I, I loved it. It's, it's so crazy to like start a pod. I've never started a podcast for something I hadn't seen before. <laughs> and, uh, I was really, really happy when I saw it. Um, it just, uh, it was just so much fun. It's a fun show. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be fun to talk about. So, um, yeah. And, uh, just the reaction on, uh, Facebook and Twitter has been incredible. Um, we actually received, uh, messages from listeners like Andrew and Zeb today and they're wondering, Hey, when's the podcast coming out? When's the podcast coming out? And, uh, to be like, Oh gosh, real life. We can't just like <laughs> jump right on the mics right after the episodes, you know, but, uh, we can try, but it probably isn't going to happen. <laughs> I think it's going to work out for a better podcast anyway. Cause you know, a couple days gathering thoughts, uh, just to rewatch again, you guys re-watch. can rewatch before you listen to us and kind of, you know, get, um, get us even better feedback if you guys mm-hmm. do send us feedback which we all really 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 think you should do yeah yeah definitely time for feedback I, i'm gathering news gathering ratings reports um just getting it nice and fresh in my mind and then boom talk about it thursday night and uh barring any setbacks uh you should expect the i zombie podcast to be out every friday so um you can count on that or hopefully you'll count on that like i said barring any setbacks <laughs> um so let's move into news, why don't we? News. Um, not as much news as um, I mean, this was a this was a premiere week, week and like everybody in the world was uh, interviewing Rob Thomas and um, Diane Ruggiero Wright and Rose McIver. Um, so I've got little notes here and there for our, our discussion, but the real big news I I'd, I'd say is uh, how did it do? Uh, the ratings uh, for iZombie were pretty awesome. I think uh, I think I read somewhere that it was the uh, biggest ratings that CW has had um, since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's great. very nice. Oh, I didn't yeah. hear that. That's awesome. Two point three million viewers. That's quite um, fun. Which for the CW is awesome. Yep, yeah. we. Uh, we were in fourth place, <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's usual for the CW. Yeah. Um, we did beat the new girl in Mindy Project repeats. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we didn't beat a repeat of NCIS New Orleans. I mean, well, 
you know, CBS is a monster. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if you really want a monster, and I'm talking, you know, you want a case of the week, but how about one where a zombie is solving crimes? Not like old Sam Beckett putting on a Cajun accent, but like Rose McIver, you know, undead, solving crimes with awesome people. And how people don't realize that she's undead or something's wrong with her, I don't understand. I mean, her face and her lips are completely white. Her whole face, other than her eyes, are white. Her hair is white. I don't understand how people are like, I think something's wrong, but I think it's post-traumatic stress. No, no, no. Look at her. Come on. She's a goth girl. <clears throat> yes. I mean, it's like, what? Um, so the premieres that did win the night, unfortunately, were, uh, undateable and, uh, one big happy on NBC. Uh, so oh, that was a premiere too. That's right. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, we, our show got a, uh, somewhere between a point eight and a point nine. Um, and the number one show got a 1.9 rating. So, I mean, it's really not that okay. huge of a difference. All right. Let's um, see. our worst, uh, enemy for... For our show would have to be uh, the cancellation bear. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if any of you follow um, at the cancel bear, but uh, he's a very gleeful bear and he likes to eat shows that um, are about to get canceled. <laughs> and he tweeted, "It's uh, I Zombie is well clear of the bear." And then he tweeted again. He said, "Well, people are surprised that a point nine rating means clear of the bear, but." They should remember that five of the nine CW shows are averaging less than a point six. <laughs> so, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's iZombie's really doing really well. I hope they. Uh, I hope it stays that way. It, I mean, it always goes down slightly after um, like the first week, but I usually not enough where it's not drastically anyway. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if it's that high now, and this is a mid-season filler. I think we should be okay for at least a season two, I hope, because it's really actually pretty good, right? I mean, they renewed every CW show that had an, that was that was on CW um, before, and so iZombie and The Messengers are the only ones that need to worry. Um, so we retained only half of the Flash's audience, unfortunately. So I, I just got to say, come on, Flash fans. Come on. Come on, dudes. And uh, I actually didn't haven't seen the episode yet of The Flash, but um, I saw somebody tweet that iZombie was really nice to watch after that Flash episode because apparently something huge and traumatic happens. I have no idea yet. So yeah, it was a it was a pretty fantastic twist at the end. Yeah. Um. So uh, hopefully we'll get the crossover. <laughs> you know, Flash versus zombies. That's cool. <laughs> Come on, Flash. Anyway. Yeah, they're on DC. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard to hold back, but let's get into our discussion on the pilot. Um, wow. So we we finally met Liv. It's not been in commercials. It's not been in p- promo posters. Well, I like how they explain how it happened to her. Like, yeah. there's these killings, and now all of a sudden... <laughs> well, they really raced through that origin, and... Uh, I, I think that was kind of cool because, you know, sometimes they do an origin and then the next episode's like, okay, so this is how the show is going to be. Yeah. It was really rushed. Uh, or, no, I don't want to say rushed, but they crammed a lot of stuff in the episode. Yeah. Because they had to get her to be as – we had to see a little bit of what she was before. And then we had to see – you know, what the show is going to be like. And then we had to see, like, also, well, how did she get to that point? Yeah, and fit in the case of the week. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. set up all the characters. Yep, yep. 
I think it was a very well-balanced job by uh, Rob Thomas and Diane Ruggiero Wright. They did an excellent job. So let's start talking about our characters first. How about um, we start with the uh, star of the show, uh, Liv. Um, Rob Thomas calls this a quarter-life crisis. We got I'm it. having one of those right now, so that's what come that really sucks with the quarter life crisis thing. I'm like, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing with my life after 25 years, guys? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, what if uh, you were on track to be very successful and have a happy life living with this, uh, uh, you know, 16 candles guy? And, and all of a sudden, um, you're gonna like be eating brains for the rest of your life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, she's life. got the perfect life. You know, she's gonna be a doctor. She's doing great in her residency. She. Is, you know, makes friend everybody her her peers looking up to her. Mm. No, wait, she mentioned she's that she can't boyfriend. have sex on the, uh, now that she's a zombie. Why? <laughs> she I don't can't have what? That. She can't have sex. She said that, and at one point they said that in the show, but I don't, don't understand why. Okay, well, I mean, she's. She said that she said she didn't want anybody to catch zombie, so it's almost like they're t- treating it like a virus. I, think I, I don't think it. she realizes. I don't think she understands uh, her disease. Right, and I think that's what Doctor Robbie is gonna. That's why uh, gonna show. Yeah. I like how her boss just comes in. So, like, the hot sauce, is that, like, a zombie thing? Like, what is that about? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, no. He, like, doesn't even, like, beat around the bush. He's not even, like, so there's something weird about you. He's like, you're a zombie. Cool. The hot sauce. What's up with that? Like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, he's delightful. Uh, Raul Kohli playing uh, Ravi Chakrabarti. Um, he said that um, uh, he had interviewed pathologists, watched autopsy videos, uh, visited a morgue. He really got into it. Um, That's but, great. I love to. I love to hear about how they do research because yeah. you can't just go in and you know pretend to do something you've never seen before. Right, right. So you know, if you need an autopsy, I'm sure uh, <laughs> he can pull off a fake one. <laughs> um, he tweeted that uh, he actually has a thick New Orleans accent, um, so he's just wondering well, what everybody that. thinks of his British accent, <laughs> which is a joke. Uh, <laughs> So it was cool to find out about his backstory. Um, he's a he was a CDC doctor, and he got fired for believing in zombies, basically. Mm. So he's yeah. kind of like a conspiracy theorist, a little yeah. bit. And they were yeah. they, well. Here's the thing: yeah, he got fired for that. But I'm thinking it's because these people knew he was right, and that's why they fired him. Ooh, so there's some sort of cover up that um, he knew too much. So. I reckon. I reckon he was getting mm. too close to it. And you know, he is not the typical. Char- uh, the character usually in this spot, the uh, the person who does all the research, it's usually a cute, quirky girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this was like subverting that, the, the typical. He's a cute, quirky guy? The cute, quirky, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Willow didn't have a, a, a nice beard. <laughs> Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I thought it was cool. I, I like that it, like I said, the whole CDC thing to set up at the beginning. I, I was like, okay, so he's not just uh, some regular morgue attendant that stumbles into this. He's a guy um, that's very intelligent. I'm sure you know you have to be very well educated to work in some place like the CDC, and and he and what he presents later to. To live is that he he's working on a cure already. First episode. Yeah, first episode. Yeah, because she's just you know going through life like she's accepted that this this is going to be the rest of her life. She's going to be this way, and she can't and, sleep at all. It's kind of scary. 
never sleeps. Yeah. yeah. And I think it is so tragic um, that, yes, yeah, she does still love her fiancé, her former fiancé, but she's mm-hmm. staying away from him. She's avoiding him for his own good. Yeah. So it's like, A, she doesn't want him to catch zombie, quote-unquote, whatever she's defined it as, the disease as. Um, and B, it's like, I don't know, she's probably worried what he's going to think of her if she if he finds out that, well, brains are a part of the diet now. <laughs> yeah, like, she, not only not only is she worried about his health, she's, she's worried about, you know, uh his their relationship what it would do to him if he knew uh yeah. what happened to her yeah it's, that's very rest, sad they're supposed to spend the rest of their heart. lives together and uh yeah um but uh i'm glad she i mean you guys did you guys like robert buckley as major lily white i like robert buckley he was on um one tree hill that was he's still right now he's still clay but as mm-hmm. the series goes on he will become this character more and more for me <laughs> He's still Clay from One Tree Hill right now, but it's going to happen. With the next three episodes, it'll be okay. It'll be fine. Um, I'd have to say out of all our uh, characters, I think uh, Major got the best intro with uh, what we were talking about before the 16 Candles reveal. Mm-hmm. I can't. I was just I thinking, think so. I was like, I mean. That was the fiance. Yeah, right. Yeah, Major. Um, yep. So, I mean, like, Robbie is, like, eating cereal. Um Liv is running through the hospital. Clive, he just walks into the morgue. But uh, Major, he had the uh, <laughs> perfect dream guy entered, so it was pretty funny. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Clive. What do you guys think about Clive? Clive Babineau, Malcolm Goodwin. I think he's a great um, foil. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's, uh, you know, the, the back and forth between him and Liv is really good. Um, he's kind of giving her a hard time. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is. He annoyed me in this episode, which means I'm going to like him. <laughs> so I so I like him. I'm just going to say I like him. Because honestly, by next week or the week after, I'm going to be like, hey, guys, you know who's my favorite? <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you right now, he is annoying, and that's why I like him. They're all battling for being my favorites, but uh, Clive had some of the best lines. <laughs> he did. He just kept me laughing. All of my quotes are from Liv, but yeah, he had some good ones, too. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we got we got Clive, who's a new detective. He's just moved from vice to homicide, and he's just trying to prove himself. But uh, he's also um, he's also dressed in the part. I just love what they have him dressed in, the, the black <laughs> turtlenecks, <laughs> the, the oh, holster. Yeah. It's funny. It's uh, it's Shaft. It's totally Shaft. It's awesome. <laughs> um. So yeah. So Liv makes two new friends. Even though she's been working with Ravi, apparently, um, she hasn't been too talkative. So in our pilot, she makes two new friends. I'd say. And um, what blew my mind, and I'm going to share with you guys right now, um, Doc Jensen, who used to write the Lost recaps all the time, he's right. he, he did a he did a um, he's known for just completely overthinking things, and it's awesome. He did one for um, Eyes, the iZombie pilot. Um, he does he's at ew.com if you want to check him out. Um, but uh, he came up with the Mirror Twin theory. Which is, when Liv was bitten, when she died, um, when, excuse me, when Liv was bitten, she died, but not only on the outside, on the inside, like, her complete personality changed, right? And we yeah, hear more about that. Yeah, 
we hear more about that during the uh, potluck dinner <laughs> intervention. Um, but she also, you know, she died on the inside. She has no hope anymore, and she has nothing. Like well, all she her, she can't. I mean, she can't do anything anymore. She can't right. be your surgeon. She can't marry that guy. She can't. She can do nothing. So <laughs> a way to resurrect her was when she found the two halves of her old self in Ravi and Clive. You got Ravi, who is the humor and the heart that she used to have, the the spunk. And then you have Clive, who's like super ambitious and a badass. He won't take take crap from anyone. I mean, you could see those in the the flashback um, we have uh, in the hospital and on the boat, and her talking to to Major. That um, just blew my mind. I was like, wow, wow. Did the writers yeah. plan that, or is that I don't know? So I like the fact that. Liv is missing herself, and she's found it in her two new uh, compatriots. So I love that. Yeah, love interesting. Um, so Maggie uh, left us a note on Facebook, and she says, It was a very good pilot. I'm enjoying the enthusiasm of the boss. Her roommate could become annoying quickly. Can't wait mm-hmm. for next week. <laughs> so yeah. what did you guys think of Peyton? Uh, she's a bit of a nag. Yeah. She's a nag, but I feel like her heart's in the right place. So even though she is naggy, it's like, I feel like Liv, especially right now, needs some of that in her life because, mm-hmm. or her, in her death, if we, if we shall, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> put that. Um, and I feel like it's going to end up coming around where she's actually a much bigger part of this, of Liv's life and above the story than, yeah. you know, than just being a nag. They've been friends for years. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Her super uh, cool, uh, ambitious friend just died, <laughs> essentially and literally. But she doesn't know that. Like she just turns into this uh, couch potato that stares at her TV and doesn't want dropped her fiance. Doesn't want to do anything. So it's got to be jarring. I mean, they're best friends. Um, yeah, and- I mean, I can see what you know. Your your roommate, your best friend is. Uh, a party pooper. <laughs> She's such a downer, and you want to you want to see her vibrant and her full of life again. I can see that, but yeah, for, but right now she's a nag. Yeah, and um, also her mother is like the worst mother ever. <laughs> well, well, hold on a second. I I do want to tell you. Um, I I know you'll get a kick out of this stuff because you've seen Veronica Mars before. Yes. But um, the Zombie Writers Room Twitter account put up a picture, um, a screen cap of um, of. Of Peyton and Liv um, in that scene where she's telling her to get her act together and you're my heart and all that. And the caption says, a long time ago, we used to be friends. Oh, <laughs> greatest theme song ever. <laughs> oh, that's a Veronica Mars thing. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Get caught up. Anyway. <laughs> I, you know what? It would be a probably good idea since I'm going to be podcasting on this if I did watch um, the Veronica Mars, like in reality. That's right. Oh, yeah. Probably be, it would probably be actually helpful. So I, I, Because I, I was reading, uh, I think it was the AV Club, and they were talking about the the similarities. Yeah. Uh, they said the, the scores are alike. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say so. I mean, I, didn't, I don't really remember the Veronica Mars score that well, but the, you know, the, the the songs that come up every once in a while, but that's very CW. That's not just unique to Veronica Mars. Mm-hmm. I never hear scores. Like I don't. I just don't hear them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially on but, TV shows, unless they're really like in your face. 
Mm-hmm. But I'll hear uh, them come up, and I'll be like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's that. Oh, I like that's that. That's the score for that. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah." But uh, Ashley, the weatherman, uh, what was his name? Johnny, Johnny Frost. Frost. <laughs> Johnny Frost. Not Johnny Snow. He was in Veronica Mars. His name is Cliff McCormick. Cliff? No, his name is Darren Norris. Yeah, he was Cliff and Veronica Mars. He was a great character. Yeah, he's a super nice lawyer guy. That's always like a almost like a father figure to Veronica, who you know, like her father's like an uncle figure, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And uh, and in this, he's this uh, weatherman that gets off on uh, some pretty kinky stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But he makes a great weatherman because he's got such a great voice. He has yeah. like an announcer type voice. Yeah. But uh, also, actually, like a radio voice. They call it radio voice. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we move but, on from uh, Peyton. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. But I was going to say, uh, this is another similarity to. Uh, okay, this is going to be my, my new. My, my, what I'm going to bring to the podcast. I'm going to bring the similarities to Veronica Mars every week. <laughs> go ahead. I'll probably add to it. Go ahead. I'm for that. I'm for it. Go ahead. And when Liv says she needs to find uh, find out who did this and nail his ass to the wall, that sounds uh, like it's straight from Veronica's own mouth. And she did say something very similar to that in yeah. Charlie Don't Surf. Charlie Don't Surf, okay. Oh, that was the one with uh, the guy who's now a lawyer on The Good Wife. Yes. Oh, what's his name? <laughs> that guy. That guy. The hot one, right? Yeah. The, the, he's got a charming smile. Yes. Him. <laughs> the guy from Gilmore Girls? Yeah. Is he yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <gasps> yeah, he played Logan on Gilmore Girls. Damn, I forgot yes. about Oh, he's that. such a slime ball. I can't stand he, was a, he was horrible, and she was with him. Oh, my God. He was awesome. Okay, I Zombie Podcast. <laughs> Gilmore <laughs> Girl, not Gilmore Guys. <laughs> um, what else? What else? Because I, I had a couple I was sick of. Steph? I don't know. Just the voiceover and just this yeah. kind of smart alecky. I hate to say smart alecky because that sounds uh, negative, but you know, just that. Wise maker. A little bit smart yeah. alecky ish, you know? Smart yeah. alecky with an ish. It's not quite as bad. It's, yeah, and I agree with I agree with you, um, but you're you're definitely saying this is not like it's a bad thing. It's just no, this is, uh-uh. this no. Is fun. I could just see. I could totally see Kristen Bale in this role. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing. I mean, going along with the uh, "we used to be friends" line, um, we have our hero who had a traumatic experience. And completely changed herself over. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, because Veronica was in her flashbacks in season one when she was, you know, before the murder, she was a completely different person. Right. So yeah, that is. This a is this is the uh, uh, Ashley doesn't know what the heck we're talking about. So no. yeah, okay, I'll listen. I'm totally up for listening. I'm really <laughs> um, the other thing about um, can. I'm going to go back to Peyton. Um, I had a piece of trivia about uh, the note that she left uh, uh, for Liv. Mm-hmm. Say, meet me at the haunted house. That uh, Diane Ruggiero Wright said uh, that girly handwriting is actually Rob Thomas's. <laughs> it really is. That's cute. I mean, and that's such a cute idea to have a uh, a haunted house in this episode. Yes. And, and the thing was. I was wondering when she dressed up as a zombie, did she apply makeup to herself or did she, I don't know, rip her cheek open or something? I don't I know. I think how this... she applied makeup to herself <laughs> for the party yeah. at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I think she did. I mean, I think that, like, obviously she looks like a zombie, so it's cool, but I think I think it was just applied makeup. Yeah, I don't think she. 
Because I feel like, like, even though she's a zombie and she eats brains and she could, I don't, I feel like she wouldn't rejuvenate if she did, like, pull her skin off. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if she would necessarily rejuvenate. Or they remember. haven't explained that yet. They haven't explained that yet, so I don't think, I'm not sure yet about that. I just think we have to assume that when she eats brains, she heals. I, we can go to this now, but I mean, I was looking at the episode and say, okay, she got shot. And then Ravi saying, I'm doing practically open heart surgery on you. Okay. So <laughs> does that heal or does she just have stitching? But the one thing that I was thinking about was like, okay, what other wounds has she gotten? And the only other one I could think of was the scratch she gets. Um, when she gets turned into a zombie, gosh darn it, Liv, she's always wearing hoodies <laughs> with long sleeves and everything. But there was a couple of scenes where because she's so she, white, yeah, where she had the the sleeve rolled up or she was wearing uh, a shorter sleeve, and I did not see any sort of mark or scratch on her arm. So either a she heals, or b there's a continuity error that we don't need to talk about too much, I guess. <laughs> so. That I'm very intrigued at figuring out what they're going to do with this. I mean, they could just be like, just accept it for what it is, and you don't think about it too much. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Um, the other uh, character that we meet very quickly and then not at all until like a brief flash at the end is uh, uh, Blaine De Beers, played by David Anders. Yeah, and he's in the opening credits sequence. Yeah. So I, he will be more important, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out that um, fans of David Anders are called Fanders, so uh, you, can get, you can count <laughs> me as a Fander. Fanders, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, when he was on Vampire Diaries, it was not really a great no, part. No. He was kind of weak sauce. But well, all of these reviews I'm reading... Was- <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't a great I mean he really had to play like the solid type he was involved in the whole Gilbert mystery but he wasn't like a supernatural or a deviously evil type I love him playing deviously evil yeah. types <laughs> all, the, all the reviews I'm reading it's saying Sark is back <laughs> essentially yeah <laughs> We're going to see more of him next week uh, from what I've been seeing in the promos. Um, but I did want to mention he did take over, uh, I think it was EW.com's uh, Twitter account during the premiere and live tweeted. And he said about Liv, we were on Once Upon a Time and we're dying to meet each other. And then we died and then we did. <laughs> so I thought that was funny. Oh, wow. I guess it, he never shared a scene with symbolic. her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they were both right once upon a time. Oh. Yep. So in the hospital, um, you hear them calling for Dr. Jeffries. Apparently they had um, uh, Rob Thomas's friend. His name is Dr. Jeff. He helped write all that medical terminology in the first scene. So uh, that name is kind of a shout out. Um, so, yeah. Do you think Major feels any sort of guilt for sending Liv to that boat party? No, because I don't think that they're putting two and two together. Well, he said go to the party. The party mm-hmm. turned out to be a boat burning down, <laughs> people getting killed here and there, and she's a survivor. So you at least put that together. Mm. Not that everybody turned into zombies and started eating each other, but <laughs> it is. He just seems it- clueless to me. Like he just does not understand what's going on. <laughs> 
it's like I felt like you know I felt like he was a a, a good guy, a smart. I, I felt oh like yeah, he's a, smart he guy, a good you know? guy. Yeah. Um, and it's nice to see that five months later he's still kind of here for Liv, even though she doesn't want him in her. Yeah, life. he's waiting for her. Yeah. Um, but I thought that whole boat sequence was pretty cool. The, tw- the two times we saw it, the girl climbing the mast, the, bur- the boat burning down. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, our first glimpse at uh, Blaine, who's wearing a Hugs Not Drugs t-shirt. That was really cool. <laughs> so but, this- uh, do they still even like have those anymore? Because I haven't <laughs> seen those except for in this episode. I haven't seen them in a long time. <laughs> it's like a, That was like the, the Mary is my home girl or whatever shirts. I haven't seen those in ages. <laughs> Seriously, it was the same thing. I'm like, what? <laughs> so they're dealing utopium on this boat. Do you guys think that utopium caused the zombie thing, or is it something that you know was just transmitted because because zombies? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm hoping it's not the drug. I really, am, I'm really hoping. I don't know. I think that'd be too obvious, don't you? I don't know. I feel like that would be too obvious too early. <sighs> so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be way too obvious too early, unless they find out it was a contributing factor, but then find out what really caused. Right. You know because what I mean? she, I, didn't, she didn't take the utopium. She got stra- scratched by Blaine. So, uh, yeah. But I, then again, could he have been on utopia? I don't know. Maybe it was his boat. Maybe he had friends that were zombies and were like, all right, let's 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 do this. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the uh, body bag scene, by the way, uh, Diane tweeted um, one of her favorite memories was uh, Rose McIver busting out of that body bag singing, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? Do you want to build a snowman? That's kind of fun, actually. <laughs> um, the, uh, the comic book titles and panels, the, did you guys like that? Oh, it was gorgeous. I That's loved so it. Cool. That so was pretty cool. neat, actually. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, the theme song is Dead Boy and the Elephant Men singing Stop, I'm Already Dead, which is currently in rotation on my iPhone <laughs> on repeat. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking I ringtone. Need, yeah, I need to make that into a ringtone. But um, Rob Thomas said about the uh, comic book stuff, the title title cards, and then the like how they end the scenes. Um he said, I think there are certain things that fans of the comic book are going to be unhappy with, that they're not getting the comic that they loved. But I thought a great shout-out to them would have the artist um, who did the comic series do our main titles and draw those characters just to carry that look through. What I really remember, some version of that was watching the uh, Wild Wild West as a kid, and they would use these panels as bumpers between acts. We played around with it to get where we are now, but it was sort of a fun signature piece to throw into the show. It wasn't something they were planning, basically. <laughs> so It wasn't something they were planning? Nope. I think it's, a, it's good so uh, viewers will say, oh, this was a comic. Let me go out and find the comic mm-hmm. and read it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good advertising for the comic. That does remind me, Comixology is having an iZombie sale till March 23rd. So if you want to get your um, your iZombie comic fix and then go back and check out our Comic Bites episodes, um, now is the time to do it. So just go to Comixology.com. 50% off. And now the uh, comics in the show are like already quite different, aren't they? Oh, or- yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. different. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Very different. I mean, it's a completely different city, different character. It's just kind of got the kind of the same look. And, um, I mean, Rob Thomas wants to carry some of the tone over, but the story, no. 
It's no, just, okay. Yeah, yeah the story. Like, did, I remember reading some of the comic, and I was like, "Wait, this is not at all the same." Yeah, the comic does not <laughs> lend a itself. Doesn't lend itself to be a very good series. Well, it's a, you couldn't make a series out of it. It's just a. It's very fantastic. And um, yeah. I've heard an interview with Rob where he was saying that, uh, you know, we've had true blood. We've had being human. You know, you throw a ghost and a werewolf and a zombie on the show. People are going to be like, you know, I've seen this. <laughs> no. And about that, uh, Susan Monk from um, Geek Girl Suit Podcast, she tweeted, you know, this is a medical show. It's a it's a police procedural and it has a zombie. And she's like, I'm not fan, you know. And that that's what people want to see. They want to see police procedurals, medical dramas, and then if you you know something supernatural thrown in. That's that makes the perfect show. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be should be a hit. I sure hope so, Steph. I, I interrupted you a, while, a little while ago when you wanted to talk about the mother, but uh, if you want. I, we're kind of like at the potluck Tuesday in my notes, but just that she was just, you know, overbearing and mm-hmm. judgmental and pushy and controlling. And she was just awful. I bet Liv was the perfect daughter for her, uh, before she changed. I bet she had no worries about her at all. And that maybe like her brother was the problem. <laughs> um, I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice to see that, you know, she was very pushy, but you can tell that, you know, she loves her daughter. Um, especially by the end when you see Liv finally kind of letting herself go and scaring little kids <laughs> and, and she's just smiling, watching with, uh, the brother, um, who we didn't get too much of. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get, if he'll be more of a character. He probably will. I think some of these characters are good. I think a lot of this because it's the pilot. There's just a lot of like characters who are just floating around right now in the pilot. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of these characters are going to become because you can tell which ones. You're like that ones. It's usually the ones that are small characters in the very beginning that become bigger characters um, towards the middle. We had um, uh, there was a Facebook chat that Ali Machaka did before um, before the premiere of I Zombie, and her character was supposed to be a main character along with the rest of them, but. Um, you know, since it was recast, I think they rethought the role. Um, so she's gonna be reoccurring. She said she's only gonna be in seven of the thirteen. So we'll okay. see. Maybe the one, one of the ones she's not in will have like more of the brother character. I don't know. Um, so the ethics of brain eating is my topic here that uh, I was thinking about as I was watching this. What did you guys think of the fact that I mean, she's I mean, well, first off. Before we get into the ethics of it all, what did you guys think of just her eating brains? Were you, were you squeamish? Were you, were you like, I was, okay. because not only do I think it's weird to eat brains, I also hate hot sauce. <laughs> and she has to put hot sauce on everything she eats, because I guess that's a zombie thing. You need, like, and she what, drinks, like, out of bottles. Peppers or something? It's just really, really weird. I'm like, okay, ew. Like, brains and then hot sauce. Oh, my God. Ugh. I just kind of convinced myself that it was, like, uh, tofu or something. I tried to do that, but it was not working out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So at the yeah. end, she's, like, putting one in the microwave, whole brain in the microwave and taking it out. I'm like, oh, God, why? <laughs> yeah, I love hot sauce, but, yeah, I had just gotten home from work and was trying to decide what to eat, if I should have cereal or... Or brain. Or, yeah, <laughs> what do you brain. eat while you're watching somebody eat brains? Brains. Yeah. Or spaghetti, which would definitely not be a good idea. Yeah, don't get the ramen noodles out at that point. <laughs> okay, well, there's that. And then there's this, like, okay, so a person dies. Uh, basically, I want to say, 
Would you be okay if Liv ate your brain after you died if it meant that she was going to help solve your murder? Hell yeah. Yeah? You'd be okay with that? Yes. I am. I I don't need it no more. I feel like after you're dead, all bets are off. You're, you know, like you can have my organs after I'm dead. I don't care. Because I don't need them really. I don't need them. Yeah. And I don't know what they... If they're embalming you, do they take the organs out? I'm not too sure. And here I am again. I, I ran a six feet under podcast. Uh, Morgan would. N- my daughter would know. She's <laughs> okay. going to work in a funeral home. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, it does seem like a invasion of privacy because she feels everything and sees everything and knows everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but if she's going to bring justice yeah. to your murder, then it's got to be worth it. It's just this, uh, it, I was like, okay, well, that's a little weird. Cause it's, I mean, yeah, they're dead. But then again, like what would the family members think if they knew that she was eating their loved ones? It's just brains? better that nobody knows. Yeah. We'll just leave yeah. it that way. It would be good if nobody knew. Uh, what, maybe what this. Oh, sorry. What was her quote? Oh, my mother or something about uh, you are what you eat. What you eat isn't just some bitchy thing my mother says about fat people. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh, Cause her mother would like you could tell even already that her mother would say that. Yeah, and she would mean it in a bitchy way. When I heard that line, I was like, hey. Uh, anyway. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I I guess this is one of those things. Either they're going to get into more, or maybe it's just something I have to be like, all right. Well, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you know, they might get into it more. I think they will. I think there's a lot just it's unanswered yeah, right now. It's just introducing so everything to us, and then yeah. they're setting it up to explain a lot more. I hope. I think so. I mean, I have another quote here from Rob Thomas. He said, uh, "I mean, just concerning the whole." Case of the week thing, which is, you know, I've been reading some, you know, negative reactions like, oh, I wish it wasn't case of the week, you know. But he said, um, we started on iZombie with uh, similar ambitions, and each case would have similar ambitions to what they did in Veronica Mars. Um, each case would have three red herrings, and we'd carefully put all the clues in there. And the thing we discovered with iZombie over the course of the season is that the gold is in the zombie genre and the mythology. Over the course of the season, we probably shave off 20% of the beats of the case of the week and gave them to the zombie story of the week. There's a bit of evolution as we found the show. So we'll see how it goes. Um, they're obviously going to still be solving cases, but there's going to be that overarching, it's just me speaking, uh, it's the overarching mythology, you know. Overarching and well-spoken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you... Uh, you what did you say, Steph? Procedural. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my thought. It's too. It's too tedious if it's too procedural. Right. If it's too procedural, you know, like who, whoever the most prominent guest star is, you know, they're the the villain. You know, oh, the classic you know. murder she wrote thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's what drives me crazy about you know police procedurals. Yeah. There, it's it's almost like. People love a mystery because it makes them feel smart that they figured it out. But mm. on television, they have to make it kind of easy to figure out for everybody to get it. So it ends up making you feel stupid. That's, <laughs> right. that's, that's true. That's, that's true. And I felt this case, it was it was hard to figure out because we didn't really know the... Uh, yeah, because we, we didn't really get into it until about halfway through the right. episode. And maybe that was just the fact that they were still setting it up. Or else, you know, we would have noticed, like, hey, that bearded cop has wasn't here last week. <laughs> yeah. So, hmm. Um, 
So we'll see how that goes. Um, what do you guys think of the whole psychic thing? The, the, I mean, do you like that she's pretending to be psychic? Do you, are you hoping it'll change? Are you hoping Clive will find out sooner rather than later? Um, well, I think that Clive, detect, a good detective has to be uh, suspicious and question everything and mm-hmm. Especially when there's somebody saying she's a psychic, he's got to be dubious about that. Yeah. Um, and I like how immediately he's like, "You guys really got to stop messing with me." But then after that, he's like, "Oh, she's psychic. Well, she got me a clue this time. I'll bring her along, and maybe she can quote unquote sniff something out." <laughs> like, I think that's kind of cool, though. Like she's so. a bloodhound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Maybe they'll. I mean, I'm hoping they'll. I'm hoping Clive will find out, but I wouldn't want it to lose. Like, if there's some sort of tension that they get from keeping him in the dark, you know. Mm-hmm. There's the thing about the secret identities of superheroes and whether or not they're. You know, it's more fun if the people around them know who they are, or if it's more, you know, tense or suspenseful. If you're also, he's, you're not only trying to stop crimes, but also um, not letting their loved ones get hurt in the process. I don't know. I don't know if that would hurt Clive. I mean, maybe Clive, Clive would not trust her anymore. I don't know. Or I, he did present himself as he would shoot his own Mima if he found out. <laughs> yeah. Clive is alive. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, what else? Oh gosh, the inherited traits. Um, I think I kind of feel bad that we went into this already in our, um, you know, preparing for the show and just learning different things about it. Um, my wife, uh, it was kind of a delight to watch this show with because she had no idea. And uh, when Lib started talking Romanian, she was like, "Oh." <laughs> And then the kleptomania started happening, and she noticed something I didn't even notice. She noticed that every single thing that Liv steals in this episode is red. Oh, because those eyeballs, yeah. those little eyeball things she keeps stealing. She's like, I don't understand why I need a whole drawer full of eyeballs, like plastic eyeballs. And they are red, the ones that she steals. That's right. Well, they, she stole from the haunted house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I thought it was like an in-joke, the whole, like, Clive has a red stapler. <laughs> That's an office space joke. I don't know. <laughs> but then I was like, well, why is everything red? Why? And the <laughs> the only thing I could think of was that there's a joke in Shaun of the Dead throughout, a recurring joke, which is you've got some red on you. Um, <laughs> but maybe you guys have different ideas or maybe our listeners Yeah, have I don't ideas. know. I, I didn't notice that, but I don't know if maybe that is that. Is it a zombie thing? Is it that that color she's attracted to? Yeah. I mean, I even read a review where it was like, she just wanted to get more color back in her life. And I'm like, well, why didn't she pick blue stuff? And Yeah, I mean, there's <sighs> other colors, not just yeah. red. Why is it just red? Yeah, color. Hmm, interesting. Oh, uh, did you guys recognize the name Stephanie Germanata when? Yes, it's Lady Gaga. She didn't, she didn't recognize it, though, right? She was like, huh? <laughs> she didn't. I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't either. I did only because... Um, like she's gonna be on another show, on American Horror Story, and they had her name on the her actual name on the, oh, right, the right. thing, and I'm like, oh, that's I'm like, who? I don't look at the picture, and I'm like, oh, her, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lady Gaga, alrighty. That's the only reason I knew. I wouldn't have known if it wasn't for like something I saw two weeks ago. I'd have no clue. Um, let's see what else I have here. I have written down major heartache, <laughs> talking about our the the whole scene where Liv. Uh, Finds out that there could be a cure, so she goes to kind of, I think, rekindle things, if not just 
open herself up to Major and then finds out that uh, he's, well, at least playing uh, Dying Light, uh, the video game Dying Light, with uh, the girl he was working with in the haunted house earlier that day. So are you guys on board for this romance? Or I mean, some people even equated this to Duncan from Veronica Mars. Like Major is the Duncan of this show. And the Duncan... Uh, Basically, uh, Ashley Duncan really wasn't the one person that w- we find out is meant for Veronica in the Veronica Mars show. So, uh, like he's set up as the one, but he's not. But he's not okay. So, are, do you guys want Major and Liv to be together, or would you rather Liv be with somebody else? Or are you shipping anybody? <laughs> not shipping anybody yet. I mean, yeah, it did break my heart. Yeah. But other than just uh, this perfect, ideal boyfriend, that's all the character that Major is right now. His mm-hmm. his character is is not developed. Yeah. Well, Maybe. We, we get a lot of seeing him from afar kind of stuff. Right. Sense. Yeah. Maybe once he becomes a full-fledged person. Um, but, I mean, it did. I mean, like, it, I, it, I mean... It really broke my heart. This oh, gosh. this tragic, you know. She, oh God, she's trying to protect him. Yeah, but and you know they fire up that. I, apparently, I guess the song is called uh, "Taken." It's by a band called Young Summer. They fire up that song. It's classic CW stuff. Where you're <laughs> yeah. like, you're like, oh gosh, guys, I just want um, you to be just, together. Yeah, just like Dawson's Creek. It's like fetal position. <laughs> And I, I don't know about you, but I fall for it every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so on Arrow, there's this uh, shipper name called Alicity. <laughs> um, but there's been new shipper names being thrown about already for iZombie. Oh, really? Yeah, the one that um, one that uh, Rob Thomas likes is uh, Ravioli. <laughs> no, I no, I don't like that. Ravi plus Olivia Ravioli. No. Ravioli. <laughs> I want I want them to be friends. Yeah. I don't want I want him to be with somebody else. I don't know who, but oh, maybe uh, Peyton. Whoa, that would be kind of neat. That would actually be that. Would, I didn't even think about that actually. Livton, Peyton, Payliv, Payliv, uh, uh, Livton. Hmm. Um, the other shipper name being thrown around was Olive. <laughs> Olive is good. Which is uh, Olivia and Clive. So maybe it's called Alive. Holly <laughs> uh, Roddick's is about a zombie. He's obviously not alive. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> the show's about somebody who's like dead. And See, I would be I wouldn't be more for that than than Ravi, but no, yeah. I no, I want it to be somebody else. Um and as a result, I tried to find a shipper name, tried to figure out one because I didn't see anybody doing shipper names for Major and Liv. And you can't really do anything like Major Liv, Major Liv, Liv Major, <laughs> Livger. That doesn't work. Um, uh, so I started trying to bring in the last name, like, uh, you know, Olivia Moore, Major Lily White. So Morger or Livy White. <laughs> And that segment was just brought to you by uh, Insane Ramblings you hopefully skipped over. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pratt, the cop, the bearded pig, uh, apparently his uh, he was named after uh, Chris Pratt. They said, "What? Uh, yeah, they they what? just said they just said 
the writers were just kind of talking about Chris Pratt around the office. There must have been Guardians time or something around that. And they were like, oh, let's just name somebody Pratt. So uh, I hope he doesn't isn't offended that he's named after uh, Barbos de Pork. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, the, I love, I love the, uh, the fact that he's like, uh, he's, he takes over the case and he's, he says, you know, it'll feel really good when you get that first collar. And then that kind of pays off at the end where he's like, you're right. It did feel good <laughs> when he's handcuffing him after he's laying on the hood of the car. Yeah. It's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's just kind of, uh, oh gosh, post-it note, pencil trick. I love that they went straight for this. Um, but yeah, let's just kind of fast forward to the action scene at the end here. Um, I love that, um, A, uh, Pratt dextered the room. <laughs> like, he put the plastic up all over this room where he's going to murder these uh, poor call girls. And uh, was very, and it's all over a wedding ring. It's like, ugh. And, um... Yeah, so what's up with her powers? Like, can she run really fast to chase a car? Or did she jump well, on the she, roof and we didn't notice her as the car drove by? No, I think she can run. I think it was actually the first one that she ran. Yeah, she said Now she got, wait, first now, she zombied out. Yeah. Like, her eyes changed. Yes. And everything. So She had the red eyes when, when she, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's when the zombie powers kicked in, whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um. He shot. He shot her, and mm-hmm. she was fine because she's dead. Right. Yeah. She. He. Got, she got shot. Then she got. Then he crashed. He. Well, she punched through the windshield. I didn't see uh, Ravi stitching up anything on her hands. Um. So she's got some sort of like. She's got possibly super speed. She's got some super strength. I'm just saying super uh, because I read comic books all the time. Apparently. Um, <laughs> It could be some sort of zombie terminology that I'm not picking up because, yeah, it's not often we see zombies that are, you know, like hero, <laughs> um, super strength and different things like that. But she's definitely strong. She can punch through the windows, punch through a, a windshield. Yeah, we need better, a better, a clearer set of rules. We need mm. to know what the rules are. We'll yeah, and the only thing I've, I saw people complain about was this part. How so? Uh, that it just wasn't clear and it just didn't work is what I read. Hmm. But, I mean, it was fine. It, yeah, it, it, it well, was like towards the end, too, so it was like, I don't know. It, it worked. It was it was, it was was quick and you didn't quite see everything that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the only thing I'd say that didn't work for me. But I'm going to just kind of say they're keeping the mystery alive. <laughs> We're going to learn more about it later. We don't have to learn everything in the first episode, but right. yeah, I mean, yeah, I just wrote here. I was like, wish we saw more, but what we saw was pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's about all I really have, um, for notes. Um, but, uh, it's, it's cool to see our character just go through this, uh, this drudgery and then, find out what her new life is going to be by the end of the episode it's uh is i like Liv a lot i think uh i think she's gonna be a cool character to follow so let's get into feedback guys all right feedback here we go 
I have Misty's. Do you want me to read Misty's yeah. email? She says, love the pilot so much. Very interesting and different. Can't wait to see more backstory and all the murder she solves. Also want to he- want to see her get back to life more and in more ways. Nice. Troy says, hey, guys, or more correctly, guy and two girls. <laughs> Thanks for putting on your podcast and starting the fandom so early. I love the voices, accents, and perspectives you share with us. <laughs> it is funny. I was excited about iZombie since the first announcement and was horrified that my wife's dancing this and singing that shows were higher priority on our DVR than iZombie. And I missed the pilot on its premiering night. I have to share kudos for... CW streaming via their website and the CW app. I was able to watch and rewatch the pilot on those services the next day. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you missed the pilot and you, for some reason, listened to this entire thing without seeing it, um, it's free um, on on CW. So check that out. Um, he finishes up saying, "With all the technology and great TV productions, it's a great time to be alive or undead. Keep up Which the is good work." Kind of like alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Troy. And our last bit of feedback here is... That's the audio. Is the audio, and it's from Kevin. Hey, everyone. It's Kevin Batchelder from the Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV podcast. Wanted to give you just some quick thoughts on the iZombie uh, premiere episode. Uh, i got to tell you, this was a show that um, I really wasn't paying a lot of attention to. As I think, uh, you know, several of you know, I watch all kinds of genre shows, and we talk about them on our podcast, but... Um, I was not someone who watched Veronica Mars, since I watch normally only you know, genre content, uh, and i am kind of been zombied out between movies and other zombie shows, so this one was kind of low on my radar. So um, uh, I did want to check it out, and I was so pleasantly surprised. I mean, I really enjoyed that first episode. Uh, I think I had a smile on my face almost the whole time, you know, very crisp dialogue, and, and the story moved pretty well. It was pretty interesting, different take on things. So certainly for me, it was a nice surprise and has got me, you know, hooked in pretty quick as far as looking forward to future episodes. So uh, big thumbs up on this end. Very much looking forward to hearing your thoughts in the new podcast, too. So I hope you all take care. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Thank, thank you, Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, we're, we're excited as well. And it's it's great. It's I'm hearing a lot of I was totally taken by surprise. I was totally taken by surprise. So hopefully, you know, so the comic book readers, especially because it's not the same at all. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, you know, more people will hear, you know, good reviews of it and decide to jump up, jump on board next week, you know. But, uh, yeah, you can get us feedback at iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to um, the DVMPE.com website um, and uh, ch- click on our icon. You can actually leave uh, a message for us uh, right there on our page and it'll email us. So uh, let's get into quotes and uh, – Who's got a quote? <laughs> well, my favorite is still the one with her mother. Her mother, um, you are what you eat. is not just a bitchy thing my mom says about fat people. <laughs> That's got to be my favorite of the night. I'm sorry, but that was hilarious. There's so many to choose from, though. Steph, do you got one? I don't have post-traumatic stress. I have post-traumatic ennui, post-traumatic defeatism. Mine's from Clive. Um, he says, I thought I had a sidekick. I was working on a bit. Cagney and Pasty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, apparently Rob Thomas has used that joke before. Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. It must have been Veronica Mars. I'm failing to remember when it it happened. Yeah, does that mean more more quotes? That one was my favorite. And the one about... um 
she's trying to sleep and she goes, they say that death is like the eternal sleep, but I haven't slept in months. It's <laughs> yeah. like funny stuff like that. I'm like, that's funny because I kind of haven't either, but I'm not dead. So I don't know. <laughs> I wrote down like three more. <laughs> um, Liv saying chivalry is dead and Clive says, but Clive's alive. <laughs> I'm alive. Yeah, there we go. Um, another live quote, I'm standing in a hallway waiting to smell a call girl. This is vibe appropriate. And then later in that scene, uh, Clive yelling, Hey, dirty Debbie Harry, slow your roll. (laughs) Slow your roll. That's funny. All right. So, uh, let's do, uh, next time on I zombie guys. Um, next time, next time is episode two brother. Can you spare a brain? And, uh, (laughs) The synopsis uh, is uh, Liv, Ravi, and Clive try to solve the mysterious death of a famous painter. Liv is consumed with passion when she eats his brain and can't resist trying to seduce Major. Meanwhile, Blaine makes a surprise visit to the morgue. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we better wrap this up. (laughs) Um, Steph, where can we find you other than here? Potential cast. Redemption cast. <laughs> and uh, Ashley? On the Walking Dead podcast and the Elementary podcast right now. Um, and then over the summer, you can find me on The Leftovers and The Last Ship. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Season 1 episode of the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Our podcast logo is designed by Dee Sheehan. You can find her work at behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. We posted that link, as well as others, on our home on the web, iZombiePodcast.com. There you'll find links to our Twitter and Facebook pages. Join our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash iZombiePodcast. Finally, send your feedback in to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. The iZombiePodcast with Robin and Steph is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it all you like as long as you link back to us. But please, do not change it or sell it or trade it for brains unless you're going to give us some. And remember, a mind is a terrible thing to taste.